What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 81 of Super GG Radio. For friends chat about video games and all things adjacent, I am your host and recently relapsed MMO addict, Alex Arona. Once that MMORPG monkey climbs onto your back, it's hard to get him off. With me, as always, is Joel DeWitt. Come on, Joel. Play Final Fantasy XIV with me. It's everything you need in life. Sorry, Alex. I'm 24-7 Jolie Hawk Pro Stater XL Super Deluxe. You can't grab me. You don't even like skateboarding. We all know I am the only true skater on this podcast. Let's get Getty in on this. Getty, come on. Play Final Fantasy XIV with me. No way, Alex. That's a huge commitment, and I know once the baby comes, it's going to be Destiny 2 all over again. This Bush League shit. <laughs> Destiny 2 had problems. Final Fantasy XIV already fixed those. Bush League. You're going <laughs> to bail out. I'm going to be like, hey, Alex, I hit the level cap, and you'll be like, man, I had to quit like 20 levels ago. Like level 15 still. Got my first story cuts. Okay. This week, we remember what it's like to be kids and early adopters. No. Sit down with the news and then play Final Fantasy XIV in the backlog blog. You guys getting some Disney shit. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that have nothing in common. But I expect a catchy tag that somehow incorporates both. Getty, you're really slacking this week. No, I feel like that was an accurate representation of everything that I'm coping with in my life right now. I think Exit Limbo <laughs> properly characterized my childhood. I don't know about you, but I, I too was a violent rhino. What game is yeah. this? Exit Limbo. <laughs> First game. Exit Limbo. Exit Limbo. You got to make it gritty. Yeah, because this game is great. Exit Limbo is a side-scrolling beat-em-up brawler and you are a rhino in a business suit yes you are and you are very mad you wake up on a train and the world has been turned into zombies but like the world is anthropomorphic animals and like it's not a it's not a cute rhino in a business suit it's it's an adult rhino like look he looks like a human with an adult head well let's let's be honest here this is just a commentary on corporate life no no here Think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because yes. that's, that's exactly how I made it through this. He yeah. looks like a less buff Bebop. If you, Joel, a rock steady. you probably I can't remember. You probably aren't as privy to this because uh, I don't, you're not really as big of a comic book nerd. But the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles originally kind of were drawn like this. Yeah. Hmm. Like real that human-like, and white, super and gritty. Yeah, super super duper gritty and gory. A lot of gore. But you you saw the the nonverbal commands to leave the room <laughs> <laughs> to charge is your rhino self. So exit limbo, you are uh, again side scrolling fighting zombie dogs, Do- dogs like human dogs, wolves? human dogs. They're kind of wolf like wolves. Okay, and, uh, and even creepier giant uh, like Sasquatch monsters. I think that was a bull. I think there was a bull in there. It, they're all coming out of these weird, like, uh, uh, womb things that were kind of spitting them out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah. And uh, you start off with your punch, your grab, your block, and... Block. Who uses that? Yeah, it really wasn't a lot. And that's kind of it. And I, and I remember playing this. I played the first, what, 20 minutes or so, and I kind of was over it. I mean, the, the art style is very, very intense and detailed. At one point, you just find 
a drug on the ground and like a syringe and you just inject yourself and it's intense veins and and the music is kind of hotline miami-esque that's like very i don't know just like the whole thing was very grim and then as the game progresses you end up unlocking street fighter like super moves and uh different combos that when you put together would unlock unlock different ultra moves so you would end up you know punch uh punch punch then pause punch punch would end in an uppercut but if you held the block and did it backwards you would do a bunch of charge kicks there was a lot going on with it and i think that that's kind of where i came off saying man this is actually way more in depth than i initially thought all through the power of drugs all through the power of drugs yeah you don't really start to get those abilities until you get those sweet sweet drugs into your system there no the drugs aren't what do it the the when you get saved by the the rat ninja clan they give you a a special space gem that powers you up to get the super adrenaline combo meter well that but you're already able to start like dealing more damage to the monsters because at the start it's like real weak your character's underpowered because he just woke up from whatever train accident he was in he was just going to it i want you know what i want to i want a prequel and I want to see him going to the office. See, this is this is the kind of thing that drives me crazy. Like, clearly the story is laid out in such a way like this guy wakes up half alive on a train car. And uh, like anybody that plays the game will tell you. And Alex is like, no, I don't think that's how it went down. I think he was actually on his way to work and he fell into an alternate dimension. Well, Daddy, after a four day work retreat where all they had was stale coffee, donuts and bags of mini chips, like I would be pretty damn exhausted too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see the problem here. This seems but totally you, realistic. You would definitely be pooping your brains out if that's all you had to eat and drink for 4 days. That's true. Oh, oh no, my stomach is a steel trap after years of caffeine. <laughs> now, nah, I'm one cup of coffee and it's over. But now to get deeper into my own uh, bathroom habits. I think that he was going to work. He had a rough day. He had a he had a date that didn't remember his name the night before. You know, it's it's a you know, it was a third date and she forgot his name, so that's just, you know, upsetting and then he's going to work hates his job boom train accident world taken over by zombies let's go that's my that's that's my own lore i have written subscribe to my patreon you mean you can just look at his face and see he's horny i mean it's too bad that he missed out wow and i'm the one with usually who hits those bad jokes (laughs) i had that one loaded in the chamber for a few minutes (laughs) (laughs) yes uh okay so just yeah, you end up part of a rat ninja clan, and they help you out. But, of course, uh, that a bull comes down and unleashes more zombies. And I just, I just want, I'm kind of going over the play-by-play, which we normally don't do, except for I just want to get to the next boss, which... Uh, Getty, do you remember his name? He had a name? It was, he was oh, a dude with a shotgun. It was Pump. That's how I knew him. It, he had a name. I think it was like it was it was some weird name, but it was the the subtitle was Pump Action Rat, <laughs> and that made me laugh. And he had a shotgun, and as you play and fight him, the the ending of you beating him, you literally just pick the shotgun, flip it over, and shoot him in the face. Uh, that kind of that made me think, man, this game is rad. Wishlisted. Yeah, uh, there, there's Joel, a Joel. Did you get that far with it. with that one? 
Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I got I to where the, the beta crashed on me, and I didn't get time to dip back around to it. Uh. E- even even up to that point, I, I was already like, I'm going to keep my eye on this and, and see if I can find uh, time to slot it in. It's just the aesthetic alone, that grimy, gruesome look, and... Like they don't pull any punches with how they brutalize things from the start. Even the first boss, where it's like that roided out beast that you have to like dodge and then kick into the chain of saws to uh, get him brutalized three times. I mean, it it has a nice flow with that. Like the the boss battles seem more intricate than just like beat him up, beat him up, beat him up, and now the enemy takes their turn and beats you up like a lot of uh, brawlers like this are. Uh, the only thing I had a real problem with was the chase scene early on. Uh, the chase. Uh, yeah, I love that. I I, loved it. I struggled mightily with that, and I, I think the big problem is that like it was too early in the game for me where I wasn't quite accustomed to the controls because the other thing is that stylistically the controls are a little bit uh, stiff. Uh, for the lack of a better word, like mm-hmm. uh, there, there are kind of beat em ups where everything feels kind of fluid in motion and smooth. And then there's ones like this where it's like uh, you put an input and it's kind of stunted a little bit before you start. And then you do like a dodge roll and the animation is very much like jarring compared to your normal watch speed. And so like, I, I noticed those things a little bit too much in my play of it, but uh like the the style of it, it did progress a little more as I got into it. Although I didn't reach the heights you did, I need to keep my eye on this. It seems interesting, at least. The when you get the the space gem, you now get combo moves where you can down to forward and punch, and you'll do like a fireball. You get the you get a shuriken, you get a back forward bison, you know bison uh, where you just uh, what's it called the torpedo. Mm-hmm. You you get all of these kinds of moves now with a with a meter that you can you just from normal combat you build up, and then at the end, uh, at least as far as I kind of got, you get a gun. It just get a gun, and that's kind of for me where I started to see like oh you have you, your toolbox is just getting wider and wider, and that's kind of where I felt like I'm like okay this gets me excited to see how this is all gonna flow into a giant combo you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, paper beats rock and gun beats everything. So that's, that seems like the natural progression of weapons and moves you get at the end of something like this. I don't know. I feel like magic beats gun. Well, let's not be ridiculous here. I mean, that that seems like kind of fantastical for the world of uh, birthing werewolves and nightmare creatures. I mean, he did get a magical space gem that imbued him with the power to shoot fire out of his hand joel i i don't believe you i think you're interjecting avengers stuff in this that 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 seems a bit ridiculous nope it's definitely canon now <laughs> joel he psycho crushed somebody Just that's saying. pretty good that's pretty yeah. good so now imagine using your normal combat moves the the moves that are uh the combos if you do them in a certain order with a little like, timing in between, then adding your super moves plus a gun in there, you can really throw out the combinations. And that's kind of what, that's what made me excited. And, and that, that is more appealing to me. Like that, 
that lines up with something like River City Girls a little bit where you had the button inputs that would let you chain stuff together and turn it into a quasi-fighting game as much as it's a brawler. So that that level of detail helps a lot with making it more compelling gameplay-wise. And that was Exit Limbo. Uh, the demo is still up on Steam for the intro. Now, that was Joel's pick for the week. Getty, you picked this one. Tell me about King of the Cul-de-Sac. It's King of we the We pick Cul-de-sac. stuff? You definitely picked stuff. <laughs> I don't remember picking anything. You picked all of this. You I said, you here's searches. some stuff. And I said, I'm just going to play whatever one. I want. Yep. You froze up there, Getty. I know. That was really weird. <laughs> I got really scared there for a second. Okay, so Usually tell me about Alex. King of the <clears throat> Yeah, I know. This time I'm doing pretty good. Nah. Nah. So tell me about King of the Cul-de-Sac. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see how many more times I can get you to say that. All right, King of the Cul-de-Sac. Well, it's uh, it's really kind of a point-and-click adventure. There's not uh, too much. There's a couple of, of things that they throw in there to diversify it so that it's not all point-and-click. Uh, there's like a faux Pokemon battle. Uh, there's another one where you just kind of pound on the, the space bar, your clicker, if you want to get a little bit more action in there but this game to me it's kind of like a visual novel more more point clicky but uh, the writing and the music were very on point as well as the humor of just being a kid uh, and your your brother's moving away and you are now the king of the cul-de-sac so you're trying to you're bring trying all the peasants to yeah but you bring all the peasants in line and it's all the other kids and and in my playthrough, I kept making this one girl cry. She's like, but, but your brother was nice to us. Like, I'm not going to be nice. I'm, I'm going to be the, iron fist. Yes, I'm the true king of the cul-de-sac. And of course, you, you go to claim your crown and it's missing. So then uh, the story kind of progresses in such a way where it takes you all over the place before you're able to find your crown and finally claim it. But uh, the from getting all the way to the end there's a couple of different paths that you can take i don't know how much different each one of the playthroughs would be but um i gotta tell you a couple things uh well first off i do want to just throw out there king of the cul-de-sac it is more of a visual novel but the art style looks so much like a saturday morning cartoon that you would see like on the disney channel or cartoon network it is very colorful very cartoony very silly now that that's kind of out of the way and i want to make sure that that one was out there uh getty the the stuff that you mentioned i didn't necessarily experience any of that because i I got so much full like different because i looked at afterwards they give you the different kind of they don't tell you the alternatives but they say like here is what percentage of the game you saw, and I saw a very low percentage based on my choices and the conversations I had with people. Well, that just tells you 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 made really bad decisions. I didn't. I got the I got the crown. I got the crown. Yes, I did get the crown. Did you get the Life crown? Life imitates art. Yeah, of course I got the crown. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I definitely though the the <laughs> some so the humor is something that you kind of hit on. I did want to give like uh, an example that made me laugh really hard was, and it happened kind of multiple times. So the joke was repeating, but every time it just seemed very funny to me was uh, at the end, 
you get taken you uh, in my point was i had an owl take me to the man who had or the, the child who had uh the crown in exchange i would give them uh the owl the, i would let the owl eat the kid mm-hmm. so i said okay i will let you eat the kid if you take me to the crown owl takes me there and I talk to the kid, and we're having a big argument about who's going to get the crown. And then the owl says, actually, that, that deal you gave me was bad. I want to eat both of you now. And then <laughs> instead of talking to the owl, I continued to argue with the kid until the owl just got very uncomfortable and left. <laughs> nice. So the owl, the owl actively left. It because, And you could see his dialogue on the side as I'm having a conversation going like, ooh, ugh. I mean, you guys, it seems like you guys have a whole thing and I don't, you know, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm just going to go. You guys got a thing going. I know I don't want to be here for this, so I'm going to go. And that was like the dialogue that was happening. And I was like, oh, the owl just left because we made him uncomfortable. Okay, cool. Like, let's just continue you, that. You activated the socially awkward owl. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. And that happened uh, at another point, too, where someone's stepmom was a spider and they started arguing, and at one point the yeah. kid goes to you and he goes, "Hey, we're gonna get into an argument now. It'll be uncomfortable. Just sit through it. You'll be fine." And then the, him and his mom have an argument in front of you, and you're just sitting there like, "Ooh, this is." They they reconcile. It's more like yeah. an after school special. Like they 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 make up, and then she offers to uh, did him spider pizza. So yeah. <laughs> so I think that kind of humor really stuck out to me, be, just because they, again the. Them saying, like, oh, you only hit, like, 3%. I was like, oh, ooh, there's probably a lot more in there that I could get into. I didn't get into a Pokemon battle, though. That's for sure. Yeah, that was with the spider mom. Oh, I got into I, a, a weird fight with her, but I didn't definitely get into a Pokemon battle. It was basically a Pokemon battle. Mm. It was very standard, fair, classic RPG turn-based thing. But, like, it was only attack to defend. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I, but there's I'm a not way sure. to get through that without even running into her. Really? I'm sure that there is, because you are on the spider webs and you're trying to navigate through. You could probably avoid her altogether if you know the correct path. Or I, I don't not. think you... I don't even think you I need to fall either. down into them. Uh, oh, that's right, because I think that there's a way to make it into the door yeah. better. <laughs> better than than all of us, apparently. So yeah. I, I now want to share my forest experience. Mm-hmm. So I did not run into the owl. Instead, I searched around and I found Mr. Fox... Mm-hmm. And Mr. Fox told me where the kid was, and then I went and beat up the kid. Oh. Yeah, see, I never, I didn't even fight the kid. I didn't even fight the kid. I just argued with them, and then eventually they're like, we're good, right? I'm like, yeah, we're good. And then they, we, she goes, but I don't have the crown. And I'm like, oh, you dick. I don't like you. <laughs> and then she's like, what? Okay. And I just left. So that's, that, that is a fun idea to be able to have something that, Extreme, they, they always try to do that kind of stuff with those, you know, with the Telltale game and, st- and, you know, when they make those multiple paths and everything like that. I just think that, I mean, part of the, I guess the problem I hear from developers is that it sucks making a ton of content that no one is going to see. So they don't like to go in such extremes having over 100 different options because more than half it no one's going to see. And with that, I think King of the Cul-de-Sac tries to do the thousand different ways you can play this out and end up in a different scenario entirely. And I don't, I'd like to see the full game and how much they put into it and how much further it goes. But 
I think that they have tried to go in that direction and it's very it's very intriguing to me because if it expands upon it in the end game I think that that will be something like that I I've played a lot of Telltale games and I've never replayed a Telltale game. Well, so I mean, one thing when comparing this to Telltale is that when when we say this is a point and click adventure, like it's static images, um, yeah, not animated, not voice acted, uh, and, and that's not a slight against. It's just a choice being made. But comparing that to Telltale, where like it's it's all scripted, it's being voice acted like and also you know they're trying to tell a very specific story so even though they might have a lot of different branching paths within the confines of that five episodes they're still trying to reach this from the same start to the same kind of conclusion right yeah Uh, here there's a lot of more flexibility if they are sort of foregoing trying to have a lot more of that presentation stuff and then going all in on the writing, which like you can tell by the quality of writing that they've got people who know humor, you know, know how to make wacky scenarios and really expand on it. So it's, it makes sense for that. I I think it, it could be really interesting if they can lure people into playing this multiple times. And then that would be, where you would, like, again, you're saying like a telltale is a lot more to presentation, a lot more. Now, the opposite would be to scale everything back, do something like this, and then expand upon the options. It's a, it's a gamble. And uh, I'd like to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Getty, uh, which do you think is better, King of the Cul-de-Sac or Proto Corgi? Oh, I have to go with Proto Corgi. Wow, Proto Corgi. This one was fun. Don't get me wrong. I just see a lot like, more uh, action. And like corgis. Yeah, that too. This one, did, this one did not have corgis. It did not. But if it did? Well, you didn't reach all the branching paths, so you don't know if it has corgis or not, really. Ooh, and if it did have corgis, Getty? Then I don't know. I'd have to probably rethink life. <laughs> Let's take a minute and rethink life. Be right back. Hey news, you want to see my new dance moves? I call this the Joy-Con Drift. I'm dancing in my chair. Yeah, no, I kind of figured that I didn't I didn't go that way when uh-huh. I originally wrote it because mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably some copyright uh, infringement on the drift? Yeah, I'm sure they already copyright uh, have it copywritten. Is the Red Ring of Death Is the Red Ring of Death a copyrighted thing? Probably blue screen too. Blue screen of death. To the news. All right, so uh, I'm rearranging all of our news because there is currently breaking news. Breaking uh, news for there... us today, but not for you on Sunday <laughs> when you're listening to this. That's also true. <laughs> uh, control the game. There was a whole lot of uh, confusion, conversation. People were upset because they said that there is a Control Ultimate Edition that people need to buy that will be like a Game of the Year 
version that will be for PS that will be upgradable to PS5 and Xbox Series X. We're calling it the Series X now, right? Well, that's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, okay. So Xbox, uh, Sex, and uh, PS5. <laughs> are So that you had to buy the Ultimate Edition. They said that the reason, because they're only focusing on upgrading that version. So if you bought the game and the season pass, you could not upgrade. You had to buy the Ultimate Version. So for some reason, there was something different about the Ultimate Version that made it so that you think they were only going to work on that and the base version didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be upgraded. Uh, then they accidentally, today, upgraded a bunch of people to the Ultimate version. Oh, fancy. And, yeah, people were able to just upgrade to the Ultimate version, and then they could possibly upgrade to PS5. Uh, they said, hey, I thought you guys said you couldn't do this. And they said, whoops, and, re- and reverted everyone back. <laughs> that reminds me of the time with, uh, I think it was Rocket Lead, where they, or they, or was it? Or was it Fortnite? It was one of those two where, like, all the Sony hubbub about not being willing to do crossplay, and then one of them just, like, flipped the switch on for, like, eight that hours was Rocket or League. something like that, and they were just like, yeah. whoops, and <laughs> turned it back off. Yeah, uh, yeah don't do figure. Uh, this is mostly about business decision-making and not about feasibility. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... Uh, I I am surprised that there were so many people angry about, you know, having owned control on PS4 not being able to upgrade it to PS5. Uh, I don't know. Like like I I understand from a like from a customer standpoint, like you you want to have the way to buy in on an upgrade, but I also I don't recall in the past being able to do something like that. No, I think they kind of just re-released games yes. yep right yeah i mean Cause, even because i remember i had just bought last of us for ps3 and then i had to, i bought it again later on ps4 yes yeah and that's not to say that things can't or shouldn't change it's just the 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 rising expectations kind of surprises me a little bit yep things change and people are mad but this kind of <laughs> shows that uh the company can in fact upgrade people with the base game or buy who buy the season pass to the ultimate edition and then have them upgrade to ps5 well of course they can do it but they want people to repurchase the game but that's not what they said well they said it was a technical problem that could not be done and it still technically is a problem they don't want to do it You know, there are there are worse presentation sins that happened today than this, I think. Right. (laughs) Okay, so Joel, you brought that up. Uh, Ubisoft had their forward event, but beforehand, about an hour beforehand, they released a video by what their president uh, apologizing for all of the the drama and the bad behavior that has been prevalent in their staff over the last year or so. Uh, hoping to move forward with better with better practices and whatnot. But uh, they also said that they could not put it in Ubisoft Forward event because of time constraints. Yes. Does it, uh, you know, I, I, I was a little more forgiving when they just first released the video on Twitter. I understand people's calls of saying that, like, oh, they're trying to, you know, skirt this under the rug. Uh, but also working in a corporate environment, I don't know any company that wouldn't 
be taking that kind of approach if they were mm-hmm. trying to quell, you know, these kind of things. Like, like the behavior that happened was deplorable, right? But from a front-facing mm-hmm. standpoint, most corporations are going to give, like, a very meek statement publicly and then try to work things out privately within the organization. Um but like then they're coming back and saying like oh we we couldn't and we heard you but we couldn't include this because of time constraints it's like oh, okay okay guys <laughs> like you, it was you can't a just 10 plug minute in. video it wasn't even 10 minutes it was 4 minutes <laughs> and their presentation went 45 minutes i feel right. like it could have been in there they could have they could have spliced out 4 minutes of the pre-show where they were just jabbering on about how excited they were for the show i, I mean uh, but no, it, it did, did you actually l- listen to that video though? Yes. Like it wasn't even just about this, the sexual harassment accusations and, and the toxic corporate culture. It was also about that mobile game that, you know, oh, yeah. that, uh, framed the, the enemies as like a, a black lives matter movement Antifa kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he they like apologized for that and committed donating more money to the NAACP. And uh, do you know what the funny thing is? I I heard from a few others online that like that game, the the enemies are really like these like mustache twirling Bond villain type things. So like the trailer even mischaracterized <laughs> what these enemies are for the sake of I don't know what like it. Cynically, I th- I think they did that on purpose because they knew it did native attention, and maybe it was a mobile game that would have gotten no attention without it. Yeah, but wild stuff. Yep, yep, yep. They, and these companies, they don't want to put, they don't want to put that that attention on them, so they're going to skirt it under the rug as much as possible and kind of do the bare minimum. It doesn't feel good, but with that, Joel, they gave you Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Sure did, and then you ruined my excitement by telling me that I need to hold out hope for a physical edition because they could uh, delist it again, which you're absolutely right, and now I'm <laughs> now my excitement is muted. <laughs> well, from from the creator, he had stated they are working on physical copies, but it kind of it, it what it, what's funny about this is that he had said that he had actively been asking them for a re-release of his game and they had just never told him they never told him they'd been working on it for a while and they never said anything to him so Mm -hmm. when he said hey ubisoft you should re-release my game and then ubisoft winked at him that was like a big oh my god they're gonna re-release the game he was not joking and he wasn't part of it then them winking at him he was they thought he was in on it they thought he knew already Right, and so yeah. he was just like, "Wait, is this actually happening or Ouch. what?" Like, no one told me anything. So he he'd actually been reaching out for a while, and they had not been hitting him back. Not only that, but after he was interviewed after the announcement too, and they made it sound like he's going to get paid very little of anything for this re-release because it's very much just like a straight port to these newer systems. I mean, they added some of the DLC content, which was pretty minor minor stuff, but like. Two new characters. Yeah, but like, I, I wonder, he, he must have some sort of royalty deal, I would think. I mean, un- unless he just negotiated selling it outright as a, a license to the, you know, developer. I suppose that's possible too, but, uh, 
that that's a real bummer if he's not going to do any sort of compensation for that. <laughs> well, again, he's he's talking to them right now about getting physical copies, so that will give you some sort of solace. Uh, along with this, they also uh, released, which was kind of which was rumored and leaked beforehand, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake. And uh, from what you've told me, Joel, it doesn't look great. It kind of looks like a PlayStation Three game. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, compared to the original, it still you know looks improved visually. Uh, I've never played this game, so I and I've heard nothing but good things about it. So it's been in the back of my mind of someday maybe trying it out. Uh, one thing that was interesting, like, this whole presentation, they went back and forth between game announcement and then, like, talking to the developer. And uh, this one is being made by an outfit uh, out of Pune, India. So, like, uh, that's pretty cool that they actually, you know, outsourced it to part of Ubisoft that is uh, closer regionally, you know, to, to the culture being displayed in, in that game. So I found that a neat touch is just that, you know, presentation wise for a playstation 4 game it, it seemed kind of lacking hmm that is interesting now uh, i've played all of them but i've never beaten one so this kind of gets me excited to just to, to like okay i can get another opportunity to like give this a shot and try to finish it they're fun they're fun very fun games how have you played all of them and not beaten any of them <laughs> I was so uh, horrified. That was, <laughs> yeah. was horror on my face. Like, Alex, what did that game do to you? Nothing. You buy it for like five bucks on Steam. You get all of them in a package. And then you start all of them and never finish any of them? Yes. There's a lot of them. It's like four of them. At that price, they're disposable. You might as well just yeah, <laughs> use exactly. it as coasters. They I were guess. fine. They were good games. They were good games. I'm excited to play one and beat it. Just not uh, good enough to finish, I guess, huh? I wasn't beating games back then. I wasn't beating games that, back then. I think the first games that I started beating were, like, the Arkham series. When I started, like, coming back, coming back to games. It wasn't a contest till you happened, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Alex made it a contest. <laughs> I made it a contest. He just you kept saying your his completion in my face. Beat list, beat list, beat list. Hey, Alex, what are you doing? Working on the beat list. Well, I got to say it like that. <laughs> it it's just so aggressive. So angry. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, guess what? I, I like. I finished this game this weekend. Like, oh, got to add more games to the beat list now. <laughs> you beat four games a weekend. Shut up. Okay. I didn't. Get, uh, I don't beat four games a weekend. Sam Fisher is now in Rainbow Six Siege fantastic i thought he was already no they announced it now they gave a trailer we're doing the same thing over and over but wait i actually saw like gameplay trailer like an actual gameplay this one that they had in the the event was like a teaser it was animated yes sam fisher yeah no no i I got Uh, that (laughs) (laughs) do you know what but you know what the part of this was uh made me think uh just now Aiden Pierce is going to be in Watch Dog Legion, which uh, nobody asked for. Not a lot of people liked that character, nor that game. Uh, Watch Dogs 2 is where it really took off. I liked those games, but I also thought Aiden Pierce was really too serious. Put Aiden Pierce in Rainbow Six Siege. Just make him hack everything, like ultra mega hacking. He's got more hacking powers. Ultra mega hacks. Hack Zors. Mm-hmm. 
Just a thought. I thought that'd be cool. Uh, and then I think that's kind of where I got with the Ubisoft Forward event. Uh, Joel, did you have any thoughts on it? Scott Pilgrim should have been released today. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thought you to have. This, yeah. That is all. <laughs> well, again, uh, put rabbits in Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, so just a, another quick hit. Uh, rumor uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Trilogy remake uh, incoming. Then uh, just as some some uh, of our previous games that we've discussed on this podcast, Spellbreak went 1.0. A lot of people on the internet talking about that game being real good, including calling it uh, Last Airbender uh, Battle Royale. Did they release that for Switch? Mm-hmm. I might check that it, out on Switch just to see how it runs. I remember it's it's free. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I remember when we beta tested it, there was some jank in it, and you know, it made me wonder how easily they could get it running on a Switch. But if it's 1.0, I might have to check that and see how it feels on a handheld. Yeah, you guys talked uh, about that like a year and a half ago. So, yeah, conceptually, I thought it was neat. Like for for a battle royale i mean it, it felt more like a third person action game than necessarily like a, a death match so the the varied spells and stuff made it feel a little more unique and I, again i hear some of the things they added uh like you know a lot of heavy flight and stuff like that made the game a lot more uh variation also heads up those first couple matches are bots people are getting uh you know chicken dinner wins first couple matches and then as it turns out, it's all bots. Yeah. Well, so they drop you into like a bot match so you can get acquainted yeah. with it first? Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, this is just a, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, a game that I'm trying to get uh, get us to look at. Demons Ate My Neighbor. Uh, Kickstarter announced uh, it looks a lot like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And I'm excited if we can try that game. They're asking for a lot of money to put out that game. They've raised a lot of money to put out that game. Did they so far? I've, when I've when I saw your news article so. earlier, they only had like a tenth of the goal, and they're asking oh, for like two hundred thousand to make this game. I don't think that's necessarily. I don't think that's. It. Joel, is that a lot of money for a game? In the grand scheme of things, probably not. I mean, for a developer that isn't associated with the original games, maybe. Well, like the the Kickstarters that seem to make that kind of money, they've got somebody attached to the original properties that they're trying to uh, base it off of. Purchase it from, yeah, they're hovering around 20% of their goal. They got 35 days left, but yeah, that just seems like a lot to me but you I, think like you think like, bloodstained had uh the guy behind uh, symphony of the night uh, mm-hmm. uh how much was that one how much were they asking for that one? Oh, i want to weren't they in the millions pulling it up yeah well, correct me here before i go throwing off just numbers uh 15 million dollars <laughs> uh the the that uh made a man uh light game mighty number nine Mighty Number no. Nine had somebody you know associated with Mega Man, so that was part of what got people hyped about that. Um, 
But I also think like Kickstarter projects have cooled a little bit unless it is something specifically being crowdsourced to be made by somebody involved with a property. Like even, gosh, I think the last really high profile one was uh, Shenmue. Shenmue. Shenmue three, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bloodstained. They were asking for five hundred thousand. Okay, but what, they, got, they, died. they got five million. I was gonna say they knew they got a lot more than that. <laughs> and like we got a couple pretty cool eight uh, bit ones out of it too. So yeah, uh, so demons ate my neighbors. Uh, hopefully, something that they can put together and get the money for, and something that we could possibly play and discuss on this podcast. It is of my interest now. Hey, big news, big news, big news. We have Xbox prices, guys. Xbox prices. See? Nobody cares. You mean that thing that has the built-in coaster? Dude, that thing's a brick. That's something you you beat an intruder with. Ooh, yeah, someone breaks into your house. You go to the entertainment center. You have a built-in weapon. Well, that's only for the Series S, correct? Cause no, the, the, seri- the, sex, the sex is the... The brick. Which one's the, the so that's the monolith? And what's the other one? What's the three hundred dollar one? Series that's S. That's the boombox. That's the boombox. That's the yeah. I, I said S. That one fits in the entertainment center. The X does not. Mm. I think the Series S is really one of those laptop guns from Perfect Dark that you just throw <laughs> against the wall and it turns yeah. into a turret. <laughs> I like that. the The other thing I heard about it was that the the brick, the the sex. It's got that vent, right, that has, like, the, the green glow. That's painted on. The vent is painted really? on? Really? It's painted... No, the vent's there, but the oh. vent is painted green. <laughs> the, pe- the vent is painted green. What so kind of paint no glow do you think there. they used? Is it going to be able to withstand all the heat coming out of the monolith? I feel like it's gotta. I feel like it has to. I hope so. What if it doesn't? <laughs> You're going to end up with a funny-colored xbox well i mean we have to all buy the xbox now because it's got built-in coasters <laughs> i mean hey we can go on a monthly plan <laughs> we can finance our consoles now also uh it comes with uh 24 months of xbox game pass and ea play now joins game pass i mean, I mean I that's like legit pass. a good deal if they can keep game pass as robust as it has been i mean uh that's really the concern you might have is if they end up doing like a bait and switch halfway through that and start taking away things or reducing the offerings. But like for a built-in library of games day one for a console, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good deal. It's pretty solid. I agree. And uh, that's why I, I just recently uh, re-upped game pass to the end of the year. Pretty pumped. Found a good deal on that. Same. And I will continue. But for right now, let's all grab some drinks and put them on our Xbox Series coasters. Be right back. back back with the backlog blog where we play games we insisted wouldn't become an issue and then woke up naked two days later still playing it 
Alex, nope. how did how did I lose my clothes? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully Beth took them off of you and cleaned them. Mm, that's not the kind of thing she would do. She would deal with the smell. She would Febreze me. She would Febreze you. Well, before I get into this bullshit, let's go into your bullshit. Guys, you were all playing Kingdom Hearts this weekend. Tell me about your experience. Uh, Joel, go first. I hate this game. (laughs) (laughs) I could have told you that one. uh, You dedicated a stream to this, and I said, man, that's not going to be a good idea at all. I'm a glutton for punishment. And also a glutton for uh, doing uh, group activities with Kelly that feel like a slog sometimes. Uh, so we, we, we've talked about Kingdom Hearts before as a general topic, so I, I won't delve too much into that. But like, I, I just want to highlight a few things that are just confounding to me. One, like mm-hmm. the gameplay is so bad. I mean, the 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 fighting in this first game is clunky uh it, it feels like uh a beat-em-up without any of the uh satisfaction or weight behind it so like he's swinging around the t-blade sora is but there's no weight behind the movement there's no like clash feeling it's kind of like alex you talking about that tony hawk pro stator 5 where like you didn't feel any impact on landing after jumping from yeah. a move or something like that uh, mm-hmm. and, and so like that that's kind of a, a grievance of mine is just the general like fighting of it doesn't feel all that robust uh, and, and like trying to select magic spells while you're in the throes of combat is just asking for trouble like because you have to pause quickly go to the mm-hmm. menus select the yep. item or, or the spell make sure you're actually like aiming at somebody and targeting somebody while doing it and what do you wait wait wait? so you've opted not to use the quick cast menu and the the target lock because that's exactly what i heard i went through the first world not using that (laughs) and i did i I eventually figured it out but that was one that i remember being i don't think that I don't you think see, the but, controls but the, have changed since the first one to the third yeah. one. So, but but the fact that I Alex Aronid it and didn't figure oh. out those things and fought through it. What does that mean? You mean you excelled in it and were awesome at it? Near, <laughs> uh, near is all I have to say. Uh, but I, I, I mean, this goes back to what we talked about, Daddy. When telling I first tried to play through the same lore, like I didn't know there was a dodge until somebody told me that there was a dodge ability you had to equip to use yeah i remember game. that and, and and like that that first world where you're in alice in wonderland and it's this big spring you know paper craft spring thing that's like bouncing around and shooting fireballs at you through half of it and like i was beating my head over the wall trying to uh get through that and, and had no luck until somebody told me that i was like are you are you kidding me? <laughs> why? Why are you this way? <laughs> Who made you this way? Uh, why are you the, the way you are? The the other thing is like I've already encountered at least one battle that you are supposed to lose. Actually, I think I've encountered two battles I'm supposed to lose. Uh, one was with Squall. You can beat who... him. <laughs> You no, can you beat can. him. Come yes, on. you can. Bullshit. I love this podcast, guys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bullshitting you. You can beat Squall. Yes. And and why the hell does he have a different name? Leon. 
because yeah. he's trying to distance himself from who he was. He's dark and brooding. Come on, Joel, get with the times. This is so stupid. <laughs> the times was what, like two thousand one? Ah, yeah, it's, it's a long ass time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I, I I'm still uh having bad flashbacks from Dirge of Cerberus where I fought a boss for like a half hour and then realized you were supposed to die from I, I think it was actually the reason why he changed his name is because of the ending of Final Fantasy Eight. Okay, don't spoil it for me. I've never finished. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I okay. hate yeah, you both sense. so much. <laughs> why I beat it. Yeah, I know you have, but it's... in 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 my defense. But you still haven't beaten any of Prince of Persia, Alex. <laughs> in, in, in my defense on that one like i played final fantasy 8 when i was uh like 13 years old and i was borrowing it from a friend and he wanted it back so <laughs> no excuses no excuses. uh the the other one that i couldn't beat was i, I think you fight uh cloud can, can you fight can you beat cloud in this yes yeah. sorry i verbally have to confirm uh <laughs> Because he's just staring at you. For for the not for there is no non-listening. <laughs> no, no. Uh, ho- uh, Don't get me wrong. Listeners here. The fights are they're very difficult to do. Yes. Okay. But it's possible to do it. Mm-hmm. But the game also doesn't want to penalize you if you haven't hit that learning curve or you've been able to figure out how to do it. Because by no means is it easy. I'm not saying that it's easy to beat. To beat Cloud, uh, to beat Squall, even you have to be able to manage with your blocking, your dodge roll, and being able to combo him. Mm-hmm. So the same same thing I do believe applies for Cloud, but I haven't played that in you know forever. Yeah. See, I, I felt like Cloud was beatable, but then I, I still lost against him. Like Squall, how early on he is, you haven't really picked up on the controls all that well. It's like running through a corridor and having to dodge a bunch of shit before a, a, a murder uh, werewolf comes and gets you. Uh, but, I, you know, th- what really carries this thing That's is... That's a callback. The... Yes, thank you. Uh, what really carries this thing and it's not surprising at all is is the disney and final fantasy characters association like the the story so far seems nonsensical from what i've gathered it it, that doesn't change but like the the fact that they got goofy and donald as these (laughs) sort of main characters that are persistent you actually get their voice actors uh their writing seems true to their character uh, which is important. Uh, I still persist in saying that Daffy is the superior duck. Uh, and no, <laughs> no amount of debate will change my mind on that. But uh, Daffy is the I, superior duck, and you cannot change my mind on that. You know, I I agree. I agree, but I don't think that like I think like if you take Disney versus WB characters, I think Donald is after daffy like i think like you know bugs bunny and all that stuff is miles ahead but if you're ranking them in a tier list i think that if daffy's an a i think donald's a b or an a minus yeah i didn't say donald was bad just that he's not better goofy's a d and he will always be a d (laughs) nice Uh, d for dog shouldn't talk (laughs) he's a funny animal Put that funny animal in the F category. Gosh, guys, really harshing my vibes. I uh, 
you know, the, I, I won't go on much longer about this. Like, truth be told, I am having fun playing it, but it's really by virtue of streaming it with Kelly and, and sharing that time together and, and chatting back and forth while playing it. Uh, we just got past Mount Olympus, and my God, the, the people that they do not get the voice actors back for <laughs> is a the voice acting is atrocious. Like I uh, thought they did get. Uh, I thought they got. Um, they got James back. Woods. They got James Woods. Yeah, they got James yeah. Woods. Okay. Which uh, you know, don't don't look on James Woods' Twitter. That's all I'll say. Uh, but uh, but like he sounds good. He sounds like the role he sh- should. But like the uh, the dope man who was played by. Uh, DeVito? Was it DeVito? DeVito, yeah. Was it DeVito? It was yep. DeVito, okay. And, and even the guy who played Hercules isn't back. And DeVito, they just got somebody to do, like, a really bad hammy, like, Brooklyn accent. Uh, hmm. But, like, they also had the guy playing Hercules doing a Brooklyn accent for some reason. <laughs> so, like, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's a very... Uh, dated aged game that i feel like i'm beating my head against the wall with especially platforming stuff platforming is a nightmare like the the jumping and, and detection of like driving on the ledges is awful and, and brock told yeah. me while watching that like the, a lot of these things improve in two and beyond uh so i'm holding out hope and also like should i be playing all the side games no uh, you can I don't remember if you really gain much from completing the side games in the first one, except for potentially getting the secret ending. Okay. I also didn't particularly care for the gummy ship. At no. All. Yeah, it really no. doesn't make too much of a difference, the gummy ship. I just, I don't understand it. You're not supposed like, to. And there are people who, like, put it, like, they want to get the best gummy ship parts and all that stuff, and I'm like, I don't... Are all know. the dummy ship parts just more blocks? Yeah. 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 Does it actually change the way the dummy ship looks? Yeah. Yeah, looks. That maybe, kind maybe of I want to do dummy ship parts. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely you do. do yeah. <laughs> Go get them right now. <laughs> Getty, how's your gummy ship looking? Uh I just actually upgraded my gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts 3 as I God try to complete it. God damn it. This last weekend, I was able to make it through, uh, uh, what's the Frozen world called? Is it Avondale? Frozen. I was going to say Rivendell, but that's that's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. It's called Frozen World. Is it Arendelle. Arendelle. There we go. Arendelle. Yeah. So I made it through Arendelle. That was kind of fun. Uh, I sent Alex, actually I sent uh, Snapchat a uh, clip of... Elsa singing her famous Let It Go song. Uh, And then after it's done, I I got a really big kick out of it because all of the characters, Donald, Sora, and Goofy, are all standing outside of the ice castle. And they're like, I don't know what just happened. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's probably accurate. If they didn't, they got somebody that is really close to his voice. Because... It does sound like Olaf, mm. like authentic Olaf. Okay. Mm-hmm. They probably did, come to think of it. I'd been too lazy to check because every time you go to a new world, you know, they just drop more voice actors on you. 
because I got to Big Hero 6 World, just finished that, and I finished Pirates of the Caribbean. And I gotta say, a lot of the worlds in this one, they try and, like, force you down a path to streamline the gameplay, except it feels really disjointed. So you'll get maybe five, ten minutes of exploring and, and fighting, and then... 10 15 minutes of story and uh, one of the biggest complaints that everybody has is that the story is so convoluted and distorted and doesn't make any sense now that it's really hard to keep track of anything that's going on especially since every time you go to a new world it's like here's somebody else from organization 13 like i don't know this person's name i feel like at one point i probably <laughs> knew their name but they just keep throwing like more and more of these scrubs in your path, and you're like, "What is up with this?" Like there, there has to be. So, and if you didn't play, I guess this is mild spoilers, but it's been out for for long enough. If you didn't play the one that came out for PSP, uh, I'm gonna completely blank on the name, but I think it's Birth by Sleep. Or a 365... No, no, it's not It's not that one. I think it's Birth by Sleep. Was there one called Chain of Memories? There is one called Chain of Memories, but I... Okay. It's the one that has the three... There's one called Phantom Hourglass? Three... That's that's false. Uh, there's three <laughs> characters that introduces that become... Spirit tracks? Integral... Cut it out. Kingdom Hearts is, in fact, not a Zelda-like. It is not three characters that are integral to the story of this game <laughs> that if you didn't know about them you have to go back and you have to watch the, the like the help index glossary diary dictionary whatever the hell you want to call it on the home screen because i think i told you that before joel like if you forgot anything about the story it has a recap at the beginning and mm-hmm. the recap can cover all of the games and it if you you didn't manage to play one or if you just got lazy or the story didn't make any sense, you can go back and watch it. Chances are it still won't make any sense. I can or appreciate I could send that. you the I could also send you the four hour supercut on YouTube. I, I gotta say, I'm just treating this like a Disney World tour. I mean I, I'm I'm not gonna take much stock in the story uh at large. I, I think I have the benefit of foresight of knowing that before I started, where a lot of people who were probably fans of the series got sort of invested in it and are disappointed that it turned into a convoluted mess but uh i mean they had to come up with some way to explain how they're going from planet to planet and uh, what gummy ship that makes the most sense i feel like i feel like you didn't have to i feel like you could have found a much simpler reason and uh yeah i just yeah I i feel like they're they didn't need to make it that way, but I, you know, I have no opinion because I only beat the first one. If they made a Kingdom Hearts four, will the Avengers show up somewhere in it? You would think. Uh, also, probably. Also, Joel, uh, be prepared. That Final Fantasy stuff. It really just. I think that's the. You're only. You're in the only game with it. With it. No, the they're in the second one as well. But like you, I mean, there's not much. It downplayed heavier and heavier. Yeah, well. yeah. As there's less need for them to fill out the cast of characters. But we covered mm-hmm. that like six years ago on this podcast, so... Yeah, I've been forewarned. Now, speaking of Final Fantasy, I uh, suddenly uh, found it upon myself to have a new roommate. And uh, my new roommate is my brother-in-law. Oh, wait, are you blaming, blaming him for this? Yes. 
And here's why. <laughs> and here, here is my scapegoat why. entirely. <laughs> so uh, he's uh, always been a big WoW person, and that's that's mostly what I've kind of had in common with him throughout our years of knowing each other as a, a brother-in-law. And so I've always talked to him about World of Warcraft, and he plays it constantly and hours and played all the expansions, et cetera, et cetera. And I only got to, uh, was it, uh, Northrend, and then I stopped. But uh, I had I, I definitely played way more that almost got me kicked out of college, so I played too much World of Warcraft. And uh, since he's staying with us for the last uh, two weeks, I said, hey, if you want to use my computer, you can. I don't have WoW, uh, but I do have Final Fantasy fourteen which I've never fired up on my PC. I had it on PS4 for a brief stint. And so I installed it for him. And uh, I'm level I'm level 9 now. Uh, level 9. I am a Lancer, uh, enjoying my time with that game. What? Don't don't get all... I see both your looks. You guys are both judging me. You Do you have a jump attack? Yeah. He has a jump no. attack, of course. Not yet. Not yet. I'm level 8. I'm level eight Th- then what's the point? You use a bow staff. It's ultimately cool. Joel, can I tell you something about this game that I find fascinating? I think he's yeah. going to anyway. <laughs> Go on. Uh, part of why I like this game is because I, I I don't know where it came from, but I've always wanted to be beta testing game. I've always wanted to beta test games. That's kind of how this podcast got started. Before that even, I beta tested Final Fantasy XIV when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And it was not fun. It wasn't great. It was laggy. It was The UI was bad. Everything was confusing. And it sucked. And because of that, this new version, which is awesome, the story is they legitimately destroyed the entire world. <laughs> and that's why it's called A Realm Reborn. I, I can is, appreciate that. Yeah, the story is that uh, the moon came down, and turns out it wasn't a moon. It was an egg uh, jail that had Bahamut in it. And he broke free and, and kind of destroyed the world, and it has now been rebuilt. It was the Traveler crossover Destiny 2 event. I wish. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. And that's where they relaunched the game, and it is very good. It's a lot of fun. It's got, it's, you know, a lot of people talk about it. it's very streamlined. I haven't seen any parts that have been necessarily streamlined, but I do enjoy the fact that I, you know, a lot of, I get an intro, you know, movie. I have my character. I do the basic fetch quest, get your job, et cetera, et cetera. Then they, one person just says, hey, there's something weird happening over in the bushes over there. Go over there. I go to the bushes. Bam. Cut scene. Two NPCs. One's a short dude. One's a tall lady. They got a moogle with them. And it's a lot of dialogue back and forth. And all of a sudden, tree boss. And it's a giant tree boss. And they are helping me fight this boss that's like three levels higher than me. Tree boss. And yeah, evil trees. That was but his name. Why? I, I, got the, I don't remember. Why I like it, though, is that they stopped, gave me cutscenes, gave me information of what's going on, at least to a, a little bit of a degree, and then brought me into an encounter that I necessarily couldn't do by myself, but allowed NPCs to help out just to make me feel like I'm part of this story. I'm hitting these big... Like in an MMO, you don't really get story as much. You will f- go fight a boss with a group. You'll go through a raid or an instance or whatever you got to do. But you never like... WoW never really gave you a whole lot of cutscenes. No, it didn't. And now it's stopping you. Again, I got level 8, and I just I already got two, you know, another one. And I'm told that that's kind of how the story progresses. They keep doing that, where you'll do all the fetch quests, and when you get to a certain level, they bring you into another kind of cutscene, story-based piece. And it, it feels good. 
Well, Alex, I, I should say mm-hmm. that, yes, World of Warcraft eventually did that, but not until eventually. the later expansions, probably closer to about the same time that Final Fantasy XIV came out. Yep. I had heard that. So but again, I played yeah. well quite a long time. They would do that. They would give you a story beat, and then you'd have to clear an area. And then as you would go through and progress in the area, you would come across more of the story as it unraveled. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. And I'm okay how does it, because how does it play on PC compared to PlayStation Four? Because I actually much. I bought I bought that game on PlayStation Four when you and I think somebody else did, and like we all played individually and never tried it, but it felt awful on a controller. Yeah, he made me it play. It still Joel. does on a controller. Oh, okay, it was PC, you. <laughs> PC is the way to go. PC mouse and keyboard nailed it. Done. You don't need anything else. Mouse and Everything keyboard. Everything else is ridiculous. Mouse and keyboard. Because I tried also with an Xbox controller, and it still feels awful. Noted. But <laughs> I uh, I like that game. I, I like what I'm... Because it's been a nice, relaxing evening thing. And he likes to watch me play it. He's got his own character. We kind of go back and forth. And like, oh, what you doing now? You got this cool quest. I want to see that quest. You know, just that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's a, it's a good way for us to bond and uh, at the same time... Uh, I probably going to. This is probably going to de- develop into a crippling problem. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just going to see week after week, Alex getting more disheveled and just a scraggly beard continuing to grow over on his face like moss. Well, I kind of figured it was, it was up to gonna, one last night. It's going to happen either way. Either the kid comes and he starts to do that, or <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen takes over his life. And also fair. <laughs> Again, I was up to one last night. It's playing and hanging out. Sleepless nights. Enjoying kids crying. It's good practice. Yeah. yeah. Enjoying the Moogles. Alex, you know what they a blowout Coco. is? I do. All right. I do. Not okay. No, one of, the, okay, one of my coworkers, she was like, look, my daughter's nine months old today. And it was a picture of a blowout. Yeah. Ugh. Well... <laughs> See, I don't know what a blowout is, and I don't think I want to know. Uh, um, we'll tell you. We'll tell you. Later. Yeah, we'll tell you. Right. I have this to be, educate whole... the entire podcast about life stuff. Apparently, I, yeah, I whole... just I don't know how I'm missing out on this vernacular. <laughs> it's like Final we Fantasy fourteen is a well crafted game, an MMO. They've added a lot of different jobs that I'm interested in. I want to be a gunner. I want to have a gun blade. I'm going to have a gun blade. There are tanks now. Alex, would you call That's this a- game a fine wine that gets better with age? I would. I would. And I'm excited to play more. I'm excited to play more. Kind of want to play. I'm playing right now. Are you really? Kind of. I'm always <laughs> playing Final Fantasy up here in my brain. Uh that and, uh, we've been, uh, my, me and my, uh, brother-in-law been bonding over anime and video game high school. So he is now watching that show and he enjoys it. Unlike you fools. Yeah. I liked it fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, I'll take my punishment. I am a fool. Mm-hmm. And again, playing Final Fantasy right now. Sorry, not sorry. But now let's move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last statement, one last sentence, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, to the weekday. For me, uh, hold on. I'm going to get this here. I'm going to grab my switch uh, just so we can kind of go over it here. Uh, since COVID hit, I have played 
The Complex, and I'm not I'm not doing as in like beating all these games, but I have played The Complex, Coffee Talk, Red Strings Club. Uh, where is it? Also here, I got more. Uh, I'm in the middle of Neo Cab, uh, Takashi Hina Hiroshi, and uh, almost done with uh, Necro Barista. Gotta tell you, the COVID. I am in visual novel heaven or hell, depending on who you are. Joel, you're up. Purgatory. Purgatory. Visual novel purgatory. Daddy, how much do you think to bother Alex if we start playing WoW together now? Uh, right now? I'm like, pretty sure we, I still we, have it installed on my computer. Like, we start this weekend and we just, you know, go full bore into <laughs> instances and raids and leveling up. Alright, but, yeah, I still have it installed. Uh, we can only play vanilla. Deal. Alright. <laughs> Getty? Uh, yeah, I played more kingdom hearts last weekend i wanted to all right so last week i kind of said that i got upset at west of dead i just want a couple of minutes to explain why i was upset all right and i'm not even going to take that much time so you know how some of the items in the environment are destructible if you shoot them enough times yes all right one of the things that it doesn't tell you is that if your character is standing on or around where one of those items is going to pop up you then fall through the environment and die. <laughs> this hmm. happened to me twice, and uh, I want to go back and play, but I don't know that I am going to. I'm still that upset about it. I was on a streak. I cleared. Might want to wait for a few more patches. Chapters. On that I cleared two chapters, and then it happened, and I was like, I lost so much of my run. God. So mad. Crap. I gave that to Andre for winning video game Jeopardy. I gotta <laughs> warn him. Getty, what's your real one last thing? I didn't have... I was just joking with you, Alex. Uh, here, I'll, I'll do it like uh, it's my real... Whatever happened to our other segments? Because we used to have, like, a lot. Don't worry, Getty. I'm listening to the new Poke and Chill album, so I want to bring that to Chip Tunes. Uh, and maybe Joel can do, like, an indie or outie or something. It's called streamlining, Daddy. Why did you have to bring this up? I just want more content <laughs> that I can name, all right? I haven't gotten to name a segment in quite a while. Ooh, okay. So I come up with a segment, and then Getty can name it. Okay. Let's make that happen. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where uh, we're streaming every day of the week. I think we're missing, what, Wednesdays now? Wednesdays are out. Wednesday's got to be up for grabs. Uh, every other day we're streaming. Uh, Alec is talking about wanting to do some Final Fantasy and Legend of Zelda mutators where everything's going to be swapped out. Uh, brother has a new baby, but he still wants to stream. Weird. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're going pretty strong. We got a bunch of reviews on the in the chamber. I I forgot about those. Yeah, so those will be up. Your fault. <laughs> Yep, that's entirely my fault. I will be posting those reviews to our WordPress blog uh, over the interim, uh, as well as our Super GG Jeopardy has been archived, and plans for the end of September are up and works. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the Falling Through the World glitch of your choice. 
Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good game. Getty, you're currently playing your Switch. GG. Good game. Good night, everybody.